This is Profit Unfiltered with Mark Botha and Ryan Shields. All right. Welcome, everyone. Profit Unfiltered. Mark Botha and Ryan Shields here, too. Hello. I'm from my uh, mobile office in my car. Um, just had to get a change of scenery. <laughs> uh, speaking about changing sceneries and, and changing landscapes, what we want to start talking about today is, you know, how it's important, how, how very important it is to keep track of how your customers are behaving online and what their expectations are. And, uh, you know, I think part of, part of what we're going to talk today about is, you know, Amazon is essentially kind of a, a closed system. You know, you, you go in and you access the system and, but you're, you're, you're basically told how to deal with your customer, whether it's, well, you know, that customers, you need reviews and you need to be able to accept payments. So, but Amazon handles the reviews. It houses the reviews. It handles the payments for you. If you're doing FBA, it essentially does everything for you. However, it's also important to understand that not every sale is happening on Amazon. Amazon is often looked at as kind of a, a price comparison tool. And there's a, there is a trend where people and consumers will, instead of buying it on Amazon, they'll go directly to the branded store. Maybe it's on Shopify, maybe it's on Big Commerce, maybe it's on Magento or, or what have you, and buy directly from there. And yeah. the reason why I'm bringing this up is because most people have Prime and all that sort of stuff. But how do you deliver a Amazon-like experience on your own site? And how do you push it even more so that... Or how do you compete you know, with Amazon? So that, exactly. And, and how do you have people come to your site again and again versus buying your product on Amazon? Because I would wager that if you can capture traffic on Amazon with your product and then start diverting that traffic to your own website. Well, just to, this is like divert, you know, diversing your business. I mean, not only for security reasons, obviously, because I mean, you're, if you're selling on your own website versus Amazon, you control mm-hmm. everything versus giving up a lot of control. With Amazon, you're, I think the conversion rate's a lot better. People tend to convert and click through and buy a lot more and trusting on Amazon than mm-hmm. tend to. But if you can do it exactly. and diversify your business, not only do you probably increase your valuation if you go to sell, it's a little more secure, but what are the things that you can do right, to convert better? I think it's very difficult to build a loyal customer base on Amazon because you don't really own that relationship with the customer. Amazon does. Yeah, you can't email. So, I mean, you can email them, but you can't, have like a, you can't create a connection. So diversifying isn't just about having another channel. It's about getting closer to the customer. And that's why it's even more important to really understand the market right now. And with, with COVID-19, there are massive shifts in the market, massive shifts in the market uh, in terms of where people are shopping, how people are shopping, and what people are expecting. And one of the trends that we have seen is there's a a massive amount of millennials in the marketplace, and that's essentially our target market. Millennials have said that they don't want credit. They don't want traditional credit cards. They don't want debt or anything like that. So what really uh, kind of innovative organizations and payment companies have done is created the concept of buy now, pay later. So that comes in a lot of different forms, which which we'll we'll cover um, today on today's chat. But essentially, it's offering 
the ability for someone to buy your product, buy now and get invoiced for it later or try it for 30 days or in some cases offer terms right on the spot. And, you know, one of the companies that does that is a company called Klarna, K-L-A-R-N-A, Klarna. And uh, what they've done is they basically have created an entire organization uh, worldwide. There's either no interest or extremely low interest. Yeah. Pay later or, you know, shop now, pay later or buy now, pay later. It basically enables your customers to choose a, a financing plan and maybe paying installments or, or having, instead of having to pay the entire cost upfront. So that's very, very effective if you have a high dollar good, if you have yeah. a high dollar product. Does it usually work with like, uh, so like the consumer either picks the installment, whether it's interest-free or um, a 36 monthly payments, and then maybe there's an interest, but it's the merchant that pays a commission on every transaction, right? Basically the same as your typical credit card transaction fee. However, you're, you're not extending credit to the customer. You, you do it on behalf of your, your payment provider. So if a customer comes in and buys $400 of shoes, they can pay on credit card or they can choose to go through a payment gateway like Klarna if it's available on your site and say, well, I'm, I'm going to take terms and I'm going to split it in four equal payments. And every month, Klarna is going to take $100 out of my account until I've paid the 400 Me, as the vendor, the merchant, uh, because I paid that fee, that transaction fee, I get the $400 right away. And yep. the risk is on Klarna to collect the rest. But that's, that's what I've paid the fee for. I've, I've basically de-risked the transaction and I've likely increased the average order value. Bumping up that order value really kind of takes away that transactional fee. And, and, and because Klarna is very, very big in kind of like the fashion space where what happens is, hey, I like this shoe, but I'm not sure if I'm a 10 or an 11. I'm going to buy the 10 and the 11. I'm not sure if I like it in the black or the white. I'm going to get in the black and the white. Mm-hmm. But then what I do is I, I, I can buy $1,000 of shoes, try them all on at home, and keep one or two pairs and return the rest. And then I would have had terms on $1,000 for four months. But if I only buy two pairs of shoes, I've brought it back down to 400 I return $600 of shoes. And suddenly my, my payments are back down to four. 400 and then Klarna behind the scenes will basically, you know, collect because you as the vendor would have received the full 1000. So basically it's a way of handling returns as well. But also the, the aim is, well, maybe I like, maybe I, I realize I'm actually, a, I am a 10 and I've decided to keep the black and the white. Shoes. Yeah. Convenient yeah. way for, for businesses to kind of do a sidestep and take away that barrier. Exactly. Now, in, in Europe, where this is very, very common, what happens is it's expected um, that you as a merchant will enable a customer to buy something off of your website with the payment method being, please invoice me. That capability exists in, in a number of payment gateways, but especially with Klarna, where let's say I, I buy a set of speakers for $1,000. I'm going to buy it now. The order is going to be confirmed. Klarna is going to know who I am, mm-hmm. and I'm going to. The speakers are going to arrive in three or four days on my doorstep. Haven't paid a penny, but there's an invoice there with a promise to pay in 30 days, and that's that's also a very very powerful way of of selling high value goods 
but also a way of try before you buy. Well, yeah, I mean, there's like a, there's a, a lot of options that buy now, pay later. I mean, better customer experience. They're not feeling like they're getting gouged. When you upsell them and you take them through your upsell sequence, you, you give them a better experience. You you got an increased sales, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're not getting annoyed. Oh, this guy's upselling me and I've got to pay something more. I've got to pay something more. I've got to pay something more. You're just taking through the whole the sequence. They aren't really paying now. They, they, they're going to pay later. I think it just overall exactly. maybe builds a nice, good, strong customer loyalty. Exactly. So it's a better experience if, if I have access to a method to try more products and I'm not paying right now to explore and discover new products. This is especially true if you're trying to tap into a brand new market with a brand new product or tap into an existing market with, uh, that you have knowledge of with a new product. This is a really, really good way of launching new products into the marketplace. That you, and obviously, you want to have confidence on, on, on those products because you don't want to be handling a bunch of returns yeah. uh, and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's a better customer experience. You should see increased sales. And again, what, what we said is you now building customer loyalty on Amazon is fairly difficult because there's an ocean of choice and people are going to shop between brands and products and all that sort of stuff. You know, I would say that it's rare that you're going to get a bunch of repeat purchases from the same customer through Amazon. The trick, so to speak, is to get some recognition for your brand and for your product outside of Amazon on your own website so that you can wow your customers with an Amazon-like experience with great shipping, an Amazon-like or better experience with payment terms, and better customer service, which is going to build their customer loyalty because the cost of acquiring a new customer is, yeah. you know, it's expensive. It's significant. But the cost of selling to that customer again and again and again, you know, you, you're not paying to acquire that customer again. I would argue that you're, every time, even if you get a second, third, fourth, fifth repeat purchase from a customer on Amazon, your, your acquisition costs have probably stayed the same, except maybe they're not clicking on an ad. Yeah, and and the other the other thing is this, this is a trend that's starting to happen, right? Exactly. As, you know, the the generations coming up, say the millennials, you know, their purchasing power is going to keep on increasing, right? So you know, if it's again, it's always staying ahead, ahead right? If you can see trends, uh, make sure you're monetizing them as millennials come through, and you know, who, who knows? Maybe they'd be like, you know, like we don't want to be shopping on Amazon. We want to go help, you know. XYZ shop and they see that you have these options, you know, they're going to, they're going to probably gravitate more to your store. 100%. With Sellerview, we focus so much on the value of a product, whether it's value that is adding to our business or taking away. So it's, it's, it's understanding the, the, the lifetime value of your product. And that is incredibly important, but the same needs to be, the same lens needs to be used for looking at the lifetime value of your customers. Because if you, let's say you sell, sell a product for a hundred dollars and at Sellerview, we're going to determine that you made 30% on that. Yeah. So included in that $70 is the cost of acquiring the customer, whether it's through advertising costs or, or what, whatever. So what we want to do is look at the lifetime value of the customer so that when the customer makes a second purchase, you're making an extra few percentage points because hopefully they haven't 
clicked on an ad. They haven't, they haven't clicked on an expensive ad to buy from you. They went straight to you. Um, or they come to you again and again and again because they have very attractive payment terms and they love your product. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, I mean, if you have your own store, you don't, you're diversifying. There's huge benefits for both retailers and consumers, right? You both win in this situation. Exactly. A couple of takeaways would be, you know, if you're on Amazon and you're thinking about shifting, you know, sidestepping and getting off Amazon, Shopify is probably the part of least resistance. You know, these options are, are on the table for you guys to, to look at. It's staying modern. It's staying current. It's being relevant, especially with all the shifts that we're seeing right now is with the, the plight of you know retail and retail stores and bricks and mortar stores. People are starting to expect almost like a, an in-store shopping experience through the website online. Yeah. Because, you know, if I'm going to go into Best Buy and I'm going to buy some home audio and home theater equipment, I'm going to shop around. I'm going to speak to someone. I'm going to try to get the best deal I possibly can. But right now, I don't want to go into Best Buy to do that. I want to be able to assemble that online and kind of like, you know, in, in the e-commerce world, there's, uh, and this is very much in the B2B space, there's, we call it CPQ, Configure Price Quote. And I'm seeing more and more and more of that in the B2C business to consumer world where, let's say, um, I make custom shirt with any logo. So I want to have my customer be able to configure the shirt, choose the color, logo, you know, material, fabric, all that sort of stuff. Then I want to price it up, and then I want the best quote. And part of the quote is, hey, we've also got pay- with payment terms, or hey, because you're buying 50, we're going to give you a discount. So the configure price quote, CPQ, is going to contribute to, or well, the need for that is going to contribute to being able to offer innovative uh, payments solutions yeah. especially when you're offering customizable products yeah. which is huge when any disruptor comes along into your marketplace right it's uh it's something that you should probably probably take note of because you don't want to be behind you know you know behind the times exactly so something uh to think about if you have your own store or if you're looking to get off and um, maybe adding this to to your uh, site cool yeah Exactly. Chat to us uh, anytime and we can uh, put you in touch with uh, Klarna or any any other one of our other partners uh, that we work with. Cool. Well, sounds good. I hope, I hope everyone uh, t- t- took something away from this and we'll uh, chat to you next week. See you guys. All right. Cheers.